Welcome back to the Respect the Drive podcast. I'm your host, Tedward, and today we're going to be talking with a couple very close friends of mine who have recently gotten involved in, let's say, sponsored professional racing. Yes, they are uh, Eddie and Corey. Corey is Eddie's girlfriend. Uh, Eddie is now a sponsored acuity race car driver doing time attack at Gridlife. But before we get to them, I want to tell you a little story about my M5. So I've got this 2001 E39 M5 that I've had for almost nine years, eight and a half years. I love this car. And I've always thought about, oh, do I keep it forever? Do I sell it? Sometimes it gives me problems. Well, this time I decided I'm just going to bite the bullet and do what I'm considering the closest to a restoration I've ever done on a car. It's a light restoration. What I'm really doing is just preparing it for the next generation of my driving. So I've taken it down to Wild Motorsport to get a fully new cooling system. So all the hoses, new radiator, new water pump, new thermostat, all the goodies to make sure that this thing is not going to leave me stranded on a long drive. It's also had this perpetual oil leak that uh, originally, well, originally there were multiple oil leaks. It was the valve cover gaskets. It was a rear main seal. It was this, it was that. And we've done the rear main seal. We've done the valve cover gaskets. And now it looks like, of course, it's just always a space for oil to come out of this car. Looks like it's that upper oil pan gasket. So that's what I'm hoping for. We're going to pull the full front subframe out and just get down to business. In addition to all that, we're doing some new tensioners for the belts. We're doing motor mounts, all the things that you want to do, you know, anything that's loose or gross in the car, even the center support bearing in the, in the, in the drive shaft to make sure that that cold clunk goes away. The first like 10 minutes of driving, it's always a little clunky. So I'm excited because I think this car is just going to drive a heck of a lot better and I'm going to trust it. And trusting your car is always a good thing. So just shout out to Wild Motorsport down in Walpole, Massachusetts for taking on my little project with the M5. In the meantime, I've been living with a couple of interesting cars. I had the Bentley Azure for a couple of weeks, which I I brought back, frankly, because I didn't want to be the one to cross the 5,000-mile odometer reading on that car, even though the owner said, "Just, just drive it, enjoy it, have fun. I did. I took it up to Portland, Maine. I drove the coast. I took it to my friend's wedding down in Connecticut. It's always nice, always nice to make an entrance with the top down in a big yacht of a Bentley. When your friend's getting married, that was a good, that was a that was an experience that I'm so thankful to be able to have. Uh, but at the same time, I learned a little bit about myself, and that I'm looking at this odometer on this 2007 Bentley that's in essentially mint condition. It had 43, 4400 miles on it when I picked it up in Maine. I think I drove it three or four hundred miles, and. I just don't think I want to be the one to take it over 5,000 miles. That's a me problem. It's not even my car. The owner said it was cool, but I'm like, I don't know, man. That's just not my, that, that's, that's a privilege you have earned. So hopefully, hopefully he will drive it a little bit and get it up to that 5,000 mile point, in which case I'll just drive it forever. But now I'm actually driving a Tesla Model 3 Performance. My buddy David up at Garage 42, when I was returning the Bentley, said, why don't you take the Tesla while I'm away? He went on a little trip and I have been like loving this car. I've driven it a few times. Tesla's never wow me other than their outrageous acceleration. They have a lot of flaws, but what I'm finding is that the flaws of a Tesla are the things that I love the most about it. I don't look back at it. I don't worry about where I'm going to park it. I can just take it anywhere. And unlike the Bentley, where wherever I would go, I would have to panic about parking and I needed to keep it in my sights the whole time. A Tesla, you just leave it. You just leave it. Um, Charging is kind of a pain. So we'll talk about that in a future video. But let's get into this with Eddie and Corey. And I have to admit, I have had some technical difficulties on this podcast. Yes, we recorded for an hour and 52 minutes. You might notice that there's only 49 minutes of talk with these folks because my memory card corrupted. Something just stopped recording. So I got 49 minutes out of it. So what we're going to do is we're going to call this part one. It's still a great interview. It's still a great conversation. And I always like the ones with my friends because they're super organic and we go off on hilarious tangents. I hope you are ready for being involved in this conversation because I think I think this really feels like you're sitting down next to us and just going in different directions. I always do center it, so I apologize if you hate the tangents. My bad. Skip this one. But we always do recenter and come back to the point. So anyway, without further ado, here is my good friend Eddie Siegel and his girlfriend Corey Reed. <laughs> so awesome to finally be here agreed and 
Yeah, and Corey's with us as well. So let's get started. I've got my close friend, Eddie, and his girlfriend, who's also my close friend, uh, Corey, with us today, <laughs> who have become a racing team. Mm-hmm. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys like legitimately are a, I, I mean, we can say you're a professional racer right now. You got yeah. a couple sponsors. I know. There's companies that trust me. There's <laughs> people who crazy. look at you and say, that bastard can sell some stuff. Yep. I know. It's the smile. It's that winning it's, smile. It's the winning smile. Um, well, I sponsored by Invisalign. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, you look great. Thank I you. Know. It worked. I'm on the last tray right now. And the thing is, I'm like, it's not done. I'm like, we're, uh, we, yeah, we need I more. Your live. We need more. I'm like, we're not done. We're not no. done. But it's dude, not sponsored look, by Invisalign. Take a photo of, I mean, you didn't have bad teeth. No, they weren't. They were bad. there. They were okay. there. They were all there. <laughs> they were they, there. They weren't great. They, they were, weren't straight. That's what it was. That's all. And now, you know, unless you really look into your, you know, your teeth and like, you know, you pick at everything, nobody's going to notice. No, the thing too was that, so Corey, while we were living together, Corey was at the apartment all the time. Yep. And I would see you and you had your candid or smile uh, direct club. Yeah, smile direct one club. One of those ones. And I was so jealous. Mm-hmm. I was Because I wanted straight teeth yeah. so badly. Oh and the God. thing is, I'm 33, you know, and I'm still out there dating and doing this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I've got this long hair, which is ultra luxurious and fine. Oh, yes. I, I don't know how long I'm going to have this. This could go away. And that means I could be dating bald, a gay bald man in his 30s like I'm yeah. already dead at 30 anyway mm-hmm. you go on an app it's so ridiculous back in my 20s you go on tinder yeah it's just like ooh, they're falling from the trees yeah like I can get anything Super I want like... doesn't matter you're 26 27 years old you get anything you mm-hmm. want anything you want and then second your age is above 30 it's like there's this giant barrier between you and literally everyone in their 20s because they're like, ew. And even, even the guys who are in their 30s are just like, I mean, I'd rather date a 25-year-old. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so anyway. So, so, so why don't you just lie? Oh, you can't lie. Especially why? I can't lie. All they have to do is look at anything yeah. I do for work. Like I'm. Who's, who's going to do what you do for work? Just I say you're 28. I also don't think I look good for 28. Oh, stop. I think I do. hope I look oh, like you when I'm 33. <laughs> and that's not too far away, but still. But I guess the moral of the story is if I'm going to go bald, I might as well have good <laughs> teeth. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to just, you know. <laughs> yes, is exactly. That, well, that, I, mean, I mean, I think a lot of people, forgetting the fact that other people look at you with straight teeth, I guess that's like a big thing. But also the thing is with straight teeth is you look at yourself every day when you wake up. What's the first thing you do? You look at your face yeah. in the mirror. Brush your teeth, and smile. You brush your teeth. And mm-hmm. you smile and you're like, wow, I'm not happy. So like as a thing for yourself and your own self-confidence, it's a huge morale booster. So anyway, but you guys have been out racing all over the place. You're racing at Grid Life. You're uh-huh. like, yep. so this is, all right. I want to set the stage a little bit because like I, I whenever we, I do these interviews with like my friends, I feel really weird because I don't, know what to talk about because i know everything about you yeah so i'm like "Eh, they're not that interesting (laughs) literally because i talk to you every day yeah i during the races i talk to you guys i know what's going on and so now i'm thinking i'm like okay what's interesting to uh like me if i didn't know you and what's interesting to me if i didn't know you is how the heck did you get started in this because you are essentially like the purest form of grassroots racing you're Mm -hmm. doing time attack it's not wheel to wheel however when a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, grassroots racing, it's like some dude with a trust fund who ends up buying like a spec car and wheel to wheel racing with something. And it's like, quote unquote, grassroots because it wasn't sponsored by anybody or it wasn't like a factory Honda team. Yeah. Whereas you're literally like a dude of like, you know, middle class means who has a street car with license plates that was going out doing track days and then you know, networking thing after networking thing occurs. And here's acuity like, hey, we want you to go run at grid life. Yeah. So that's, that's essentially how it happened. I mean, literally, you just told my story for me. So thank you. <laughs> I good, can just we're leave gonna, now. We're going to get way deeper into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it take from you? I mean, it doesn't mean like you're getting all this money. Like, oh, no. my God. Oh, my God. If that's what you think <laughs> when you when you get sponsored, that you're going to get all this money you better start thinking again because there's first thing unless your last name is Earnhardt Petty 
or Andretti, you're not making any kind of money in racing for the most part. I mean, even big teams usually take a loss in money. It's all, you know, a lot of the money is just sponsorships, you know. Um, it's it's very hard living, even if you are a quote-unquote professional, you know. it's You're, you're doing other things in the racing community when you're not actually racing. Right. Know? So how many, let's just get an idea for what this looks like. How many races are you doing this season? Like, I'm only doing five. Okay. So five. So, but I mean, people yeah. got to remember, like those are five races where you are setting up the car mm-hmm. on a trailer, mm-hmm. yeah. towing it with the Durango SRT, which by the way, fucking sick tow oh, rig. We're going to talk about best. that. Oh, oh my How God. How luxurious. That's the oh best thing. I can't imagine a better tow rig than that. That's uh, literally the best. And you're driving out from Boston to Ohio, Michigan, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Illinois. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, you're basically doing cannonball routes, yeah. which you're all very familiar with. At very this point. familiar. Yes. yes, we are. We know those roads. Um, we could talk about that too, because both of you were heavily involved in all three cannonball runs. Yep. It's funny well, you I was two of them. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy how that all, it's been a year now, over a year now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, that's why we can talk about it. But what, all right, what goes into like when you, when you're getting your car set up and ready, um, like, what are you taking with you? What's your punch list? And what did you fuck up the first time you oh went my out? God. Okay, so so first thing, I just want to... Do you want me to start at, like, how I ended up in grid life or time attack? Or do you want me to start, I'm at grid life already? I feel like we should I'm, start at, I'm at grid life already. I mean, okay. people people kind of get the story. Like, I yeah. think they understand that you, yeah. you had been working... I mean, me and you had done a few videos with the Type R. Our friend Powen had been working yep. for Acuity. Yep. That meant that your Type R happened to be the test bed for a bunch of shifter kits mm-hmm. and different little linkages and stuff. I'm going to ask you to take those elbows off the table. And Sorry. <laughs> dad (laughs) it's for the listeners and because of that and your you know time trial running anyway you they end up saying like hey we could use a dude to to represent the company right yeah that's that's literally what happened okay yeah Yeah. there's no fucking magic shit it was just a series of fortunate events that landed with hey we'd like to pay for you to go and race at these things yeah Yeah, because they used to pay for the booth for advertising am i right yeah. So before me, uh, there was a time when they had they they had a really a genuine professional driver, um, who had you know a, a crazy car, um, and they took a year off I think for 2020, and then for 2021 they were like, you know, we want to try to get back into it with more grassroots style racing, okay, and not have the the whole booth and professionalized you know racing cover. Yeah, let's put yeah, it that yeah. way. And so that's where the whole idea of let's get multiple drivers, grassroots drivers, th- you know, from either the East Coast, the Midwest, and get them all together. So, you know, because at the end of the day, the more vehicles that are out there promoting Acuity, the merrier it is for them. Because people see the, the Acuity logo and like, oh, my God. So um, that's kind of what happened with this season. Um, but that being said, yeah, so let's go back to January because I'll start there. So they asked me if I wanted to do events and I was kind of blown away because, you know, when you are setting out to do a series of any sort, whether it be a time attack, an autocross uh, championship, even wheel to wheel, you know, you kind of want to start planning about these things way in advance. You know, right. I'm looking at stuff for next year and I'm not even done with this year. I mean, I think about everyone with their project car and everyone's like, oh, my car is going to be ready for the show next year. Like, I'm still putting off a fucking oil change on my 911. <laughs> like, the oil is here. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't done it. So, so anyways, that being said, it's January and they're like, oh, do you want to do grid life? And I'm like, I would absolutely love to. And at that moment in time, I was not prepared at all. Mind you, I had just gotten reemployed because of COVID. Yep. Um, my car was sitting in, you know, in a shed somewhere just collecting dust because I hadn't really thought about doing anything. And Quite that, literally, it was at yeah. the collector shed. Yes, the exactly. Not, so, we're, sorry, David, we're going to plug another car storage <laughs> location. <laughs> we're very sorry, David. <laughs> and um, at that point, too, you did. we always drove the car to the tracks yeah because i did local events so i would just drive it and the type r was perfect because you could shove four wheels and tires a cooler yeah um all your like mm-hmm. uh, jacks and tools and yep. all that shit like it was because it's a giant car it's so funny when you see the type r on it's a, a racetrack yeah. yeah it's a minivan even with the harness bar in it 
he still fit everything I could perfectly. Fit everything in it. It's incredible. Yeah. All right. It's it's really a gra- a, a grassroots style, you know, race car. Yeah, you could yeah. literally just drive to the track and drive home. Absolutely. Um but that being said, so it's January. So now I'm starting to think about logistics. Forget about the race car. I'm thinking, okay, how do I get this thing there? And then I'm thinking, okay, the drive to the closest track is like 11 hours. Not going to drive the car there. No. No, <laughs> no way in hell. No. Also, I think when you drive a car 11 hours to a racetrack, you're out of your mind if you think your brain is going to be in a position to say, I'm going to send it yes. fully. Because exactly. all you're thinking is, how the fuck am I getting this thing home if it breaks? Yes. If anything goes wrong, I'm so screwed. And it's not like we have friends there with their trailers if we needed. Because... I don't think, well, that one time, but besides that, nobody else is from Mass. I do consider all the time whenever I go anywhere, am I within David distance? That's what I call <laughs> yes, it. Because exactly. I, yes. Because yes. David, what David is willing, David is our friend who owns Garage 42. He has two two trailers. One of them is enclosed and an F-350. Or and a, Ren Scott. And yeah. Ren Scott, yeah. So this is the thing is anytime I drive somewhere and I'm thinking to myself, do I trust this car? Um, or is this going to work? I always consider, am I within David towing distance? And also within, is David willing to drive to here? And David loves to save the day. So it's usually not a bad well, deal. Yeah. Well, David is a, 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 an adult Tonka toy lover uh-huh. in the sense of he'll do anything to take the biggest rig, the biggest trailer out to yep. save a golf cart. If he had an excavator and you were like, there's an emergency, we need to dig a hole. That is his dream. All yes. he wants to do yeah. is dig the yeah, hole. Yeah, no, you'd yep. be like, oh my God, I got some new tulips. All right, let me get the shovel out. Right. You know? and, and he shows up and what you're thinking is a shovel. He shows up in like an, a Komatsu excavator. Right, and what most people think of as a complete pain in the ass. Like if you ask someone for their pickup truck, they're like, oh, fucking yeah. another guy needs my pickup truck. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, my throttle actuators died on the M3. David's like, oh, I'll, I'll tow it to Wild Motorsport. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. I'm at work anyway. He goes, no, no, just leave the keys. I left the keys for him. He went and picked... When my car, when that M3 went down to Wild, I didn't take it there. I was at work. I drove something else that day, and he went and picked up my car at the house, took a photo of it on the street, like on the trailer, yeah. and and dropped it off at the shop. He I, did the same thing with KMC. He brought my 911 up to KMC. I think it's mostly just because he's like, I want to tow a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, get, you, get the use out of it. It's hilarious. Um, so he's like the one person that you're like... When you, you know, I don't want to ask him for a lot of favors, but there's times when I do and I'm like, eh, I'm kind of doing him a favor too. Yeah, exactly. he, <laughs> he likes it. He's so happy. All right. All right. All right. So, so anyway. Anyways, <laughs> where were we? Uh, tulips. Okay. Um, so yeah. So now I'm starting to think, okay, so now I need to figure out how to get there. Luckily, thank you, Eric Siegel. My father was looking for a new vehicle and I managed to convince him that he needs a very fast SUV that can just so happen tow a small house. Yeah, and how how coincidental that there was a, a basically a sales pitch video by somebody he knew. Exactly. I mean, actually, ironically, yeah. so he was looking at Audi SUVs because he had an Audi before and he was trading in. Right. And we went and looked one, looked at one, and he got in it and was like, "This interior, I can't do this. I don't even know how to start the thing." Yeah. Because like, yeah. you know, Audis are all just screens, and you know. He's a little bit old school. Let's put it Very that way. Simple man. Trust me, I get it. I've been driving David's te- again, David. I've been driving his <laughs> Tesla, and I—he's lucky he's getting this thing back with an intact screen because I'm like ready to fucking throw rocks at it. Sometimes <laughs> I'm starting to learn. The learning curve is deep, and now I finally understand. But I'm like, I need my goddamn windshield wipers. <laughs> like that's the fight that I've been having with yeah. the car, and now I'm like, okay, I get where the things are now. So yeah, so I showed him the Dodge and he knew where like the windshield wiper yeah. stock was. Yeah. He knew how to start the car. And so was like, specifically, it's a new Durango it's a new SRT. Durango, but a new Durango meaning it's a 10-year-old vehicle that's yes. still yeah. sold. This is why I like Dodge yep. and I'm like, oh, poor Dodge. <laughs> I'm like, there's, every time I drive a, one of their vehicles, I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, they're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's, so it's, it is. It's like you're driving the last of something. Yeah. They, they, it's like they just don't see it. They are literally dinosaurs partying while an asteroid's coming at them. And they're like, what? we're having the best day ever. Yep. They have no fucking idea. <laughs> no what's idea. Cu- they are waiting for the bus to hit them so hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's upsetting, but it's a, I'm going to enjoy the party while it lasts. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think they're going out on, on a high note, right? They're like, we've got every vehicle with essentially a supercharger 
bolted onto it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the only thing they don't know, everything they have, you can get a Hellcat motor in it. You can't do it in the 392 Wrangler yet, but at but least that's we a got Jeep. A, That's le- not Dodge. But still, I know. But yeah. it, but the fact is, they're, I mean, the only... Still put a V8 in it. We yeah. don't, the only thing we don't actually have is a 392 Pacifica, which, for the love of God, please give us a mid-engine Previa. Oh my like, God. Imagine that, because that's the thing. You could do a supercharged mid-engine Pacifica, and it would be a Previa successor from Toyota. I mean, Listen, how cool is that? They knew how to do front wheel drive. Dope. The wheel neon drive. SRT. Yep. That thing was fast. Oh yeah. It it, was... Well, it was fast, except that it never ran. No, no, it did not. The SRT4 was a bad deal, man. I still want one. They're cool. Um, but anyway, so had that figured out. So now I'm like, okay, I can get there. Yeah. Yep. And then I, thankfully, we have David, Lord David again. Lord, Lord David. Because uh, he has his <laughs> extra shit. His his old trailer that had been sitting. That is never used except except for essentially just moving junk around. That trailer has been used to move. So we moved the entirety of Renscott uh, from New Hampshire to mm-hmm. to the first Renscott building. And then it was doled out for a bunch of times. Like Safi used to tow the Performante yep. on that all the time for those Dan Bloom's Apex events and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, oh it was that used, trailer is like the town bicycle man. It's been used. <laughs> it's been used on everything but his own stuff, which he only trailered it, you know, maybe a year and then was like, OK, I'm done with this. Right. And then, well, then he got the covered trailer because it was like actually to be fair, though, this trailer that you're using, I'm sure you're comfortable with it now. It's a steep trailer to get a car onto. Oh my God. It's, it's a little sketchy. It's not. It's an agricultural trailer. And when I mean that, it's high up. Yeah. It's like a landscaper's trailer yeah. that you put these ramps on and, you know, you can get the job done. Like I've got my 911 on that. It yeah. doesn't. I'm not. I always expect the car to fall off on the way up. But Yep. <laughs> well, every I mean, time. Every single yeah, time. It's not. It's not, And it's also big. It's a very big trailer and it's heavy duty. It's got huge axles and everything's yeah. oversized, which is perfect when you're trailering, you know. 700 miles to a thousand miles yeah um but anyways so got the trailer got the truck so now i'm looking at the car situation and this was the big the first red flag i have never driven any of these tracks none of them this is a big thing for me and i have asked you a lot about this keep going so i've never driven any of these tracks and and it's something you don't think about until it's too late you know the, the dots have already been signed uh and I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how to learn these tracks. And besides the occasional, you know, video game session, you know, and even that, I mean, you can have a really good, um, you know, sim rig and it'll get you, let's go 70% of the way there. But it doesn't really hit until you get out on that track. And for me, I'm a very visual learner and video games just don't do it for me because all I want to do in video games is turn around and smash everybody going the opposite way. But thankfully, you're a quick learner. Yeah, thankfully. I, I always get nervous on like, um, not that I'm going to very many anymore, but like, I, you know, press launches, you'd go out to yeah. a track and they give you a bunch of cars mm-hmm. or one car, depending on what they're doing. And they're like, go test it. And like, I almost have a panic attack every time because I'm like, I've never been here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm supposed to test out this car. Whereas like, if you gave me that car on Palmer or Thompson or Canaan or, you know, even Lime Rock, like I would be like, okay, I can figure this out yeah. and I can like, only be the variable there is the car like if you yeah. give me like five cars at palmer i'm gonna have a field day i've driven lots of stuff like I, lo- I love driving cars on palmer because i'm like yeah. ooh, i can actually feel out what's going on here i can i can tell am i breaking later am i exiting a corner earlier mm-hmm. how's the entry all this shit yeah. whereas like a new track is terrifying because you have to push bound it's not a video game you can't fuck up yeah yeah like that it's... bad so from what now that I've done it a few times. I'm going to apologize. I, I'm dropping F-bombs a lot lately. And I think it's specifically because I don't swear in the channel anymore. Well, it's because you and I, whenever we hang out, the F-bomb is the third word we use. So. I know. I have the filthiest mouth. And I, in my in my channel revamp uh, I know. You've become year, really... I'm clean. You're, you're kid-friendly. You've gone from rated R to PG. You know why? It's not because I thought of it as like a bonus or anything. It was because my 11, at the time, 11-year-old cousin became yeah. a big fan of the channel. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to be 100% responsible for his filthy mouth. Yeah, yep. I mean, yeah, he's going to be dropping, you know, uterus and the F-bomb everywhere. Uh, yeah, I say uterus all the time. Is that Well, when you're talking about Lamborghinis. I was going to say. You're like, oh my god! Oh, look, the, at that. look at that! <laughs> look at that! Look at that lime green uterus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you my. know that uterus has 690 horsepower. 
my god that the uterus. ovaries on that thing Damn. man man that is such a beat uterus the twin the twin ovary four BA. owners unbelievable went through that thing real quick anyway that's a terrible joke so now okay it's march so now okay? you've got a trailer so now it's march and i get a text hey we'd love to wrap your car you have to get it done in like two weeks right it's in new jersey and by the way for anyone listening I know, I know. It seems like if you're in Boston, New York, like Montreal, Vermont, all these things seem really close. To us, they're not. No. Anything that is further than one hour away or requires a bridge, we do not like. Oh, God, We no. do not like no. bridges. No. no, we don't okay. do Hate those. Bridges. We don't fucking do bridges. Yeah. So if, you, if, you're like, if you're like, hey, it's, if you drive down midday on a Tuesday to Manhattan, it's not going to take you that long. And yet, somehow in my brain, that feels like the furthest thing away. I've yeah. done it a hundred times. I've driven to New York so many times, and every time in my brain, it you might as well have just told me to drive to L.A. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a fucking nightmare. Where am I yeah. going to park? And I'm thinking to myself, I know where to go. I already know yeah. where to go. I know what to do. And yet, it still seems like a complete nightmare. It's the bridge. So, so now you've got to go to so New yeah. Jersey. So now I'm going to go to New favorite. Jersey. My drop my car off. Hope it's there when I get back. I just assume everything gets stolen now, in now, New Jersey. Yeah. To be fair, 506 Wraps, the rap company that did the car, was fantastic. Oh, my God. Great bunch of people. They did an awesome job. The rap is awesome. Like, really just blew me out of the park. Um, I love your sayings because you never use sayings correctly. You always, like, you always, like, 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 I watch too much Trailer Park Boys. No, because you're, like... (laughs) That, that's yeah, that's what it that is. Too, but Corey always looks at me that. like, "Did he get it? Did he yeah, get that one? What was that one? He blew it out of the park. <laughs> that's not a thing. Listen, no, that's not. Listen, they hit it out of the park, listen. or they blew it out of the water. Which one is <laughs> you it? You can't. You can't have everything perfect in this world. And I'm, you know, know. I, I screw some things up. Oh, Eddie, you are my, you are my imperfect little angel. I yep, know, we wouldn't change you for the we world. Wouldn't change a thing. You know what? I might not be able to get you know sayings correct, but you need an apex figured out in like two laps. I'm pretty good at that. I heard you ran out of gas. Which time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every right. time. So take us to the track now. What do you first of all, what does it look like packing the car? Okay, and so, the stuff? so all right, we'll Hold get to on. the first of all right, all right, all right. Eddie. Yes. Is the Tetris King. I don't I refuse to pack the Honda. I don't know how he does it. No, I don't know how he did it it's either. It's insane. Plus he brings everything. Oh, he's always prepared. Yeah, I don't so think we've ever used anything. It's insane to look at you. Like when I look at you, <laughs> I, wow. I, I see you here before me. Yes. <laughs> and to think you're the guy who knows how to assemble a thing you would or like pack something really neatly and like, <laughs> oh, I got, I got it all in. Like you look to me like... The guy who has a 240SX that's been a 10-year project. And am I, like, actually just shitting on Jake Ralston? I'm so sorry, Jake. <laughs> yeah, you just shat on, you know, 90% sorry, of Jake. our friends. But... <laughs> oh, no. No, but, like, you would genuinely, like, I feel like all the insanity that, like, when I look at you, mm-hmm. you usually look a little exhausted. Yes. Yep. And yet, somehow, it's be- probably just because everywhere else in your life or only in one place in your life in the car, you are organized. You have your shit together there. Yep. I have my shit together all the way up until I actually have to get out on the track. I hope track. somewhere in there you found out that was a compliment. It Thank was a you. really mean <laughs> no, way to get oh, a compliment. No, no, what you're was. saying is I look like someone who doesn't have their shit together. But you do. And that, you know, needs help from people like Corey. But in reality, I can do most of the things myself. If anybody ever got into your infinity... Yes, oh they would God. never realize that you know how to drive a car. <laughs> oh God, no! no Every that time car I get in that screams, car, you know, PCP is in the, the if, trunk. When I get into that G35, which, by the way, you have it on those dope 350Z track wheels. Thank you. Those Only are nice sick. The, the rays, I love that. <laughs> uh, I get in that car, and first of all, I can't reach the pedals. You're not that much taller than me, okay? You're, like, not that much taller than me. But, like, I can't reach the pedals, and I am laying down. Yeah. I am in a business class seat it's when I get in It's the only option car. for the seat. And the worst part is that then you go, like, oh, let me, I'll move the seat up. So you go to, like, turn it into accessory mode, and you're accosted by... EDM insanity and you're like what the fuck and then then the little squiggles and of like some of like some like Russian fucking radar detector (laughs) this is the worst thing I get in your car and I'm like he's just channeling Wangan Midnight style like street race kids I love but with no money 
I'm yes. above that yes. car. <laughs> that, that, that car just is the epitome of who I am and who you are in a lot of sense, too, because yeah. it's a car that you drive because you know how much money you're saving. Absolutely. I mean, that was like a $600 that car. That car shouldn't Except be on the road. Except it has horrible gas mileage. Except it's also not really held together. No. No. Not at all. No, no, no. Did you smell it when he moved it in the driveway? It's brutal. That was scary. I've been under it, and I remember thinking, like, maybe we shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> it might just collapse. Yeah. Yeah, well, Definitely. you know what? I one time thought I looked under there, and, you know, I thought the jack was going to go through it, to be honest. Yeah. Many times. Yeah, many times. I apologize to listeners because this time, is convoluted. But I did one time put the jack. I jacked up my 350Z on the floor. Oh, that was a it, big mistake. It looks just like I, I like. I'm sure everyone with a 350Z has this story. Yeah, it's the giant frame rail that's actually the floor. Yeah, and it's yeah. the floor. And I like, oh. I like jacked it up, and it went up. And I was like, all right, cool. I walked away for like a second. I heard bang, and it had folded. It had like just popped up through the floor. And I so I, oh, I was like shit. So I lowered the car, and I got in, and I just started. <laughs> Stomping on the floor, like oh from inside God. the car, and it, I fixed it. All better, all better. But yeah, so you know that you know that meme where the guy does it with that what is it like a Cadillac or something? Oh my God! Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's like that black, yeah. and and everyone's like, "What an idiot!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, what an idiot!" idiot. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I've, God. I've definitely fucking done that. Um, anyway, I've done that too. So you are an expert at packing this car for yep. the street, like when you were driving two tracks. Like uh, it was incredible what yeah. you fit into this car. Yeah, four wheels, four tires, all your shit. Now you have a Durango SRT, so huge, huge. Huge, huge vehicle yep and you've got a trailer this is where Corey's going to come into this conversation a lot yes. more <laughs> so so yeah so loading the car takes like three hours which is fine yeah um because i go time. through a list i go through like five or six times because once you're on that highway as you know you don't get off that there's highway. no turning you're not back. turning around nope. nope it doesn't matter what it is you're just gonna have to buy it or suck it up yep so um get on the road we start doing the first drive the first, mind you, where we were had, you going? We're going to Michigan. Michigan, Gingerman. Um, so like seven hundred miles. It's like seven hundred. It's not the drive. Yep, exactly. Isn't as bad as you'd think because you're basically on the Mass Pike. And the entire we prefer way. to leave at night. Yeah, we learned this real quick. Driving at night is so much better. Hashtag Cannonball Rules. Yep. Yes, exactly. So, so mind you, we had uh, Powen with us, and yep. you guys work full time jobs. Yeah, yes. we work full time. We jobs. get out from work. And then leave right from there. Yeah. <laughs> this we is packed Fri- the this day before. This is Friday night. No, this Usually is like Thursday, Thursday or Thursday. Thursday or Wednesday. Thursday night. And you're taking a day off. Yep. yep. All right. So just for everybody out there, like they are requesting time off yep. from work and, to drive all night. And usually that Monday too, we have to take off. Or we drive all night, get home at 6 a.m. and then go to work after. Yeah. 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 I don't <laughs> I don't take days off. I just go straight to work. The luxurious night. life of a grid life sponsored yep. racer. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so, yeah. So No sleep um, ever. So yeah, so we're going there, and mind you, first time with the tr- car on the trailer, okay, and this truck. First time driving with a trailer was when we picked it up from David's. You guys, you've never driven with a trailer? I had never driven like a big trailer like that before. Wow. I've done like a yeah. little dinghy thing, but that doesn't really count. Interesting, right? okay. Yeah. I, almost, I honestly think the dinghy was much more difficult, because once you started backing up, it would just immediately jackknife. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But anyways, so yeah, so first time for everything, and you know... My dad made this really cynical joke uh, right before we left. He goes, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the weather, and it looks like there's a massive thunderstorm, but it looks like it's going the other way, so you'll be fine. And I'm like, uh-huh, whatever. I didn't really think much of it. Because we didn't think storms would be a problem. Like, so we oh, start yeah, driving. You guys have done three and, cannonballs. You and know storms are a immediately problem. Get <laughs> stuck. Are a problem. Immediately, out, when we hit New York, we get stuck in this thunderstorm like torrential downpours Couldn't can't see, see in, three front feet of you. in front of us and we got stuck in the storm for like eight hours we, it just followed us the entire yeah. way because whenever we'd get ahead of it we'd have to stop for gas and guess oh what caught God. right back up yeah. mm-hmm. that storm so and that I'd... was supposed to be my time to sleep and i don't want to sleep with him going through that i no. want to be like so i can't sleep aware. in the car either and especially i can't sleep when eddie's driving <laughs> wow Honestly, I would love to join you because I think this is the only scenario in which I'm comfortable so with Eddie good. driving because Eddie can't do any dumb shit because exactly. he's got he's got his entire livelihood on the back of the fucking mm-hmm. rig, and and uh, he's like probably afraid to go any faster than 68 miles an hour. So it's like, all right, let's go. So yeah, so, yeah, he, so literally what, he told me we can't go over 70 the first time. So yeah, so I'm driving and you got to test the water. First time yeah. trailering this thing with the car on the back through a torrential thunderstorm. So I'm like, well, if I can handle this, which is ironic because, sorry to totally change subjects for a second, the first time I ever drove on a highway was with my father through, guess what, a torrential thunderstorm in a Dodge. Yep. Oh, my so God. So it's just weird. 
but magnum the magnum, the oh, magnum. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways um yeah on the cape driving home from the Ooh, cape so times. worst highway um so yeah we get there and this is when i we pulled up to the um you know the the track of gingerman which is you know a smallish little track no it's, no first gas station when we checked the uh straps and how many were off? Oh no! No, there was only one that was off. It was only, only one. but was, one fell off every single. It was stop. the same one every single stop, and I'll, I'll and get was, into that there later. There was one that was. And off. these are those straps that go around each wheel, and then they yes. ratchet into the trailer. Yep. The so trailer has those little. The, the, yeah. So yes. that was the first. So it's like a net around each wheel. Exactly. It's not a net. We didn't get the net one. It was just one strap. Oh, it just goes around okay. it. so it didn't hug it, but it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And it was slipping off. So yeah. it's all that positive camber. So, anyways, but that's wide-ass car that's what david recommended to use so well, i bought do, some yeah but you do four and you hope three survive yeah. or one yeah, survives exactly. <laughs> and that's what happened every time so at least two survives <laughs> yeah. exactly so that was to be concerning and not to mention i'm going to this event i have no idea how it's run i have no idea what the, the operation no you're are. not like rolling into a familiar site I'm not going into yeah. a normal yep. hpde that i know everybody you're and going like you're oh, going to a new school yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really first day of high school. You're walking in and you're school. like, hi, guys. So my name's Eddie. Where do I go? <laughs> I exactly. So, What's the so schedule, guys? Where's first period? <laughs> and I get there. And of course, everybody had already gotten there because yeah. we're like a day late. Yeah. Day late and a dollar short. So we pull up and I'm like, okay, we got to go find a spot to park. We luckily found a great spot, which is like, I guess no one wanted to park there because it clearly was probably some sort of like. You They're know, like, that's a septic system. Exactly. <laughs> septic system or whatever. I think that was where people were camping, but we just put our trailer there. So anyway, so we parked there. Like, and I, can, I can dig a hole and shit here. Right? We We're unload. Like, Dude, we live here. Yeah. And, you know, love grid life. My God, is it different than the East Coast track community? Because so different. it is just, first thing, nothing wrong with everything that's done over here in you know Massachusetts and the East Coast. But there's not that many young people. No. For no, the most part. No, it's an older crowd. It's an older yeah. crowd. Which honestly I think honed us well because we were brought up with a lot of respect for what we do on racetracks here because for of sure. the older crowd. For yes. sure. Yeah. So when I got there, I'm like, oh my God. It's not an AARP membership <laughs> meeting. You know? <laughs> Members Day. Yeah. So so yeah, so I get there and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my God, like there's people playing like rap music in the paddock like, you yeah. never see that yeah that w- you'd get shot yeah for doing that kind yeah. of stuff around here so i'm like just like taking all this in. i'm like oh my god this is real different energy different yes. energy this isn't like okay you know talk about the bgs you know these guys actually know like a lot of these guys you might know from youtube like and yeah. and, yes. and the thing is grid life alone like the re- the reason i even know what grid life is is because of matt farah he would go to the big event at gingerman um and like what's the what's um, it called the midwest there. fest midwest, midwest fest, fest right yeah. the so that's like the big show that's yeah. the big one and it's and it's just it's drift events it's yeah. hbde mm-hmm. it's time attack it's wheel to wheel it's all these things festival. and it's a full festival there's like yeah. music and shit yep. too right so like you know forza horizon which is a video game in real life right and i remember yeah. matt doing some videos there because he was doing one takes on track because he would just go there and people were like hey go drive my car on track i'm like yeah. what a jackpot like honestly i want to yeah. go with you because i might be able to just go make a bunch of fucking videos yeah. with like rando oh cars yeah. like how it's... great is that oh that'd be so cool so yeah so i was blown away and you know i was very nervous i'm not gonna lie like i was ner- i was i was biting nails if i had nails to bite i would be bummed out if you weren't i'd be like you're a sick fuck or yeah. i'd be like you're an arrogant you're arrogant if you're but not you nervous there you should I be didn't, nervous yeah, exactly. i didn't have time to be nervous because i hadn't slept in two days and i had a driver's meeting and i had to tech and i had to get all this information and and you know write down my will and testament to them and so our airbnb didn't we did, we didn't we couldn't um, check in until like four or something. We were oh, there so at 10 you guys so you guys so just we like were drove s- straight from Boston to the track and it's like unloaded, okay. unloaded, unloaded, no sleep. Yeah, nope. and it was already like ninety degrees at like ten a.m. So we weren't gonna sleep in the truck. Mm. So it was Too ninety bad. degrees, and I had to go out on track, learn a track on no sleep. So which was awesome because <laughs> I don't sleep anyway. So Finally, I'm like set all, up for this. All those weekends of video yep. games are paying off. Oh, all those weekends of just pizza and video games paid off. Um, So I get there and 
we know nobody. I mean, like, I know some people from just talking to them on in- Instagram or YouTube or Facebook or whatever. It's but different, I though. Yeah. I don't know them. And, and, they're, and you know, I'm not going to walk up and be like, hey, can I borrow tools? Or no. Can you, you know, so. You got to prove yourself a little bit first and, and I, show that you're a decent dude. And not yeah. only just that, I don't know what the, you know. Pecking order? I don't know what the peck. Exactly. Yeah. There is a pecking order to things at the end of the day. That's how the world is. Right. And so I didn't want to, you know, step too far. Right. It's my first time. I'm not going to ruin it already. Right. So I just kind of kept my cool and just, you know, followed what other people were doing, just stayed to myself. Immediately, there was someone who pulled in with their huge RV and their truck. Trailer. And Excuse me, a trailer. Yeah. And, Giant. And they pull up next to us, and I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's huge. And they unload what appeared to be a Fox Body Mustang. Beautiful car. And um, wonderful people. Oh, they were and so nice. They they got off out of the car, and you know I was asking if they needed help getting off. It's like, oh no no, I totally got it. I introduced myself, and um, it turned out to be that was when I kind of realized, I'm like, wow, people are really nice. This is in a the community. Midwest. Yeah. This is totally a community. So meanwhile, just to give a contrast to that on the East Coast, when I pull up to Thompson for like a track day, and I'm like, oh, this looks like an open spot. If I put my stuff down for like ten minutes and walk away, I'll come back and there'll be three guys like, who the fuck's M3 is this? My trailer's supposed to be here because yep. of blank. And I'm like, well, you don't really own that space. They're like, well, it's implied yeah. because I'm here all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm already pissing off this guy and watch him be my instructor. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly. how that's how yeah. East Coast, no effect, like, I, I'm not trying to make enemies here, but like, people can be dicks. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying. No, no, no. And, and that was something that was clearly apparent to me that is something that I hope to bring back to the East Coast community. Yeah. To try to bring some of that, you know, it's, happiness and joy. It's yeah. the reason why I uh, I didn't do track stuff for so long because I was so afraid of it. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't, remember. I don't I know. Remember. I don't know about you. I don't like getting yelled at by like 50-year-old men. No, I don't like it. Especially it, like at seven in the morning. Yeah. Really no. bums me out. Especially when you're not like, you're not like being a flagrant dick. Like I get yeah. it if you're like, hey, I'm doing donuts in the paddock. And <laughs> yeah. like, how come these guys are such dicks? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Like I parked. Yeah. And I'm getting screamed at. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a great way to kick off the evening or yeah. the day, whatever. Anyway, so so yeah. you've got these dope people who you're like, you're like, where am I? It's like going to Salt Lake City and you're like, Mormons are really nice. <laughs> Is <laughs> yeah. that what happens in Salt Lake and City? And you're like, they offered me a soda. Just kidding. <laughs> they don't drink soda. So yeah, so I get there and I'm starting to find my way around and starting to meet people and you know, obviously at that point I'm like, okay, I, you know, I need to, you know, start making friends with people because that's the only way I'm going to figure out this track. Yeah. So I start, so in the line of tech, I started just talking to people in the line and being like, hey, I'm, I'm new here. And they introduced me to people and where I got, you know, my transponder, which is what time, you know, get your times yep. for the car and where to tech. And you know what? Like, I started to feel really comfortable there. By the end of the day, I was like, oh, my God, this place is awesome. So, Corey, what are you doing at this point? Like, you're fresh off out of the car. Yep. You're probably like, I would love a shower. Oh, yeah. Oh, I she and I had an argument more. about that. She's like, I thought we were going to the I really thought Airbnb. we were going to drop the car off and go to the Airbnb and sleep. And we stayed there the whole day. Oh, my God. That's when you were like, Corey, go to sleep. And I'm like, I can't. Well, I, can tell, I could tell that there was, like, tension just because... I, kn- I mean, look, I've spent like, because of Cannonball, yeah. I've spent a lot of sleepless nights with both of you. Yep. <laughs> and and not I, just Cannonball. And we know, that's yeah. true. But I know how we all get. Yeah. And it's ex- and I, I love sleep. And I know when you're getting burned out. And I remember I called like, hey, you guys get, and I could just like hear it in your voice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Corey's fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was, we both didn't know what was going on. And Eddie just wanted to be there and be at the track, which I totally understand. But I was just like, I just want to sleep so, a little bit. So what? here's another thing that totally mind-fucked everybody. Me, Powen, you. Powen, by the way, for the other listeners, he's one of our – he's like a kind of a teammate, but he's also like the acuity guy. He is uh, – so, yeah, he works at acuity. He, part, does, he does the uh, videos and photos. For acuity. So if you've ever seen like an installation video of the shifter or whatever, like that's Powen. Yeah. Anyway, yep. Go ahead. Sorry. So – Anyway, so we're there, and you know Russ is there, who's the head of Acuity. Yep, we got to meet um, him for the first time. time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because he's down in Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so this was a first for everything. Um, so we got to hang out, and Russ was like, you know, I'm gonna, ha- I have this photographer, Luke, an awesome guy, and 
he's going to take photos of your car on the track. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. Here's the keys. Do what you want. So they take it out on track. And the, the sun's starting to set. Okay? It's just barely. But it's just barely setting. And at this point, I'm thinking like, okay, track it's is probably cool like, now. yeah, track's cool. Nobody's doing anything. Um, I had already done my first session, which I basically drove blind because the <laughs> and you were sun. You put in the fast group, weren't you? I was put in the first run group. <laughs> group A. Which is like the 2,000 horsepower, you know, unlimited cars. Yeah. No idea. I'm just taking corners blind. There's glare. I mean, I'm going to make every excuse in the book. I had no idea where I was no, going. No, when you're doing the wrong, the most wrong thing you can do is you're probably playing follow the leader. Where you're just like yeah. trusting the oh, line yeah. of the guy in front of yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just trusting the, you know, the 800 horsepower flame spitting Evo that's probably destined to blow up. So, yeah, I definitely had no choice, though. I had already committed and I was going out. So yeah, I went and out. you're tired and you I'm don't tired. Really give a shit anymore. You're and like, at this yeah. point, Day I'm one. literally going out just to say I did something. Also, now you Make sure are... The car's running. You're representing Acuity for the first time. You've got mm-hmm. this blazed on your car and you're like, I got to go do good for the people. Yep. I, yeah. know the, I, yeah, know, yeah. I know the pressure. I mean, look, every time I do like an ad read for uh, a, like a, a product on YouTube yeah, or something... I like, oh my God, it's so stressful. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I stressed out? You do this three times a week. Who the fuck cares? But like <laughs> when it's something that like someone's paying you to do, yeah. you suddenly get a lot more like, I better deliver. Yep. It's not even just that, you know, when I, you know, you know, all men have issues and you know, when I can't get it up and you do all those blue chew commercials, gotta you know, do those blue chew gotta make sure that it actually works. And you know, thank I God. Take three a day just for fun. <laughs> breakfast lunch and testing dinner. it out you know hard <laughs> as a rock oh my god <laughs> anyways day. um so yeah Race back guys. to the story sunset so he goes to take photos and we're talking we're having a great time i look at my phone no we we go to do dinner we, oh this is what happened yeah like, oh, we should you. probably have dinner soon. you can tell this yeah so we actually decide to just order from wendy's it was classy or, classy yeah, wendy's yeah. it was right Real near classy. airbnb fucking notch nuggies we go through this probably takes like 20 minutes too because we're all just having a good time like laughing passing the phone ordering doing the online order he goes to submit wendy's is closed they closed at nine no the sun is still up sun's still up way on that west side of the yeah because Eastern we're time. just about to go to the that next, time zone yeah. central we're about to jump into central yep. but so the sun yeah. is like we're not we're so not used to this and it was so funny we're like everything closes at nine there yeah everything's closed so at nine. thankfully taco bell though was open till 10 yeah, they, they they cater to a certain group of people yep. who live with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got taco bell thankfully there's so a new dispensary down the street by the way called high hopes which i think is very funny because it's at <laughs> an, it's at the hopedale airport Oh my High god! High hopes. I'm like, you guys fucking killed it on oh this thing. Anyway, uh, I hope people are appreciating the inception of <laughs> tangents here. Where we're like, we're three levels deep right now. We oh, need to totally. we need to return to car on track at sunset. But here we are at Wendy's. Go. Yeah. So, yeah. No Taco Bell so, now. Taco Bell. <laughs> so yeah. So it's so it's like nine thirty. I we haven't slept. Yeah. And we're just having so food. much fun. And this but is Saturday. So much this fun. is Friday. Friday night. Friday night. Okay. We still have two full days. Oh and so then we get home, we get sleep. You get to the Airbnb. And, and yep. you know, finally everything starts. Great bed. And it's that's huge. when we came back Saturday and I, you know, I got like two hours of sleep. I was feeling oh great. God. And I started to get into a rhythm of things. And, and, you know, how I started to realize this was, and I never told you this, but I started to car- compartmentalize every single part of the track right so i just did sectors. it in sections yep i i was like i can't learn it turn by turn i don't have the kind of time yep. where i can just work on one turn and then go to the next not enough time you only get 15 minutes and usually five or six of them either gets cut out from someone blowing up or crashing right. or him running out of gas or running or, out of gas yeah, lovely <laughs> so then so i start doing this this way of learning and immediately realize you know what the car is not going to be happy this weekend it was so hot and if anybody knows anything about Honda Civic Type R's, they know that they don't like heat very well. Was this before the hood? This, no, the no. hood was last year. So okay, so you still you had the you had, had the, the hood. vented hood. It yeah. just it was it was hot for everybody, but my car just loves to be problematic. So and it's I, not a very like airy track. No, it's slow. It's like a it's a it's not a there's one really fast two two really fast corners the right rest so of for, it is for non-track people um cars get really hot on racetracks uh because you're revving How the hot? shit out of them like so <laughs> hot like hopefully not beyond 300 degrees because then you're like <laughs> really degrading oil but anyway um 
a slow track, which can be a, a small track, which may appear to be a forgiving thing because, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a little baby track. Little baby. That's how you wreck a car because mm-hmm. little tracks mean lots of brakes yes. and they mean lots of heat. And then it means more brakes, which means less cooling, which means you never get up to speed to let the thing breathe. Whereas a track like an F1 style racetrack, yeah. you know, Watkins Glen, Coda. Even mid-Ohio. Big, long straightaways, Road America. Like those are places where you can really like, you can beat the bag out of your car they're faster corners and then you have these long straightaways well even though you are still going red line to red line and ringing out the car it's breathing and yep. it's cooling everything it's mm-hmm. cooling the diff it's cooling the transmission it's cooling the brakes it's cooling that radiator you're giving it a chance to survive whereas yeah. these little tracks are just a brutal oh. thing to do yeah. to a car it, yeah. it's so bad I mean it's fun and but it's brutal on top of it Eddie has the heat blasting the whole time Yeah, to try to keep the coolant try as yeah. cool as possible exactly yeah. try to get you know two laps three laps yeah because mind you if I knew these tracks I'd be fine with taking getting three laps sure but I need don't know <laughs> as many laps as I can get. I go through the whole sessions. Right. Just learning and, it. and this Type R has been a, a, a tricky thing to keep cool to begin with. That's a stock mm-hmm. car on a small track. Just forget it. You get yeah. like maybe two laps, two hot laps, and you're done. You've got you've to yeah. cool it down. It's going to go into limp mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And it's I, not stock, by the way. He's done a lot of modifications to, for cooling. For cooling. Like so anyway, so I get out there, and I just try my best to learn the track. And, you know, long story short. Saturday and Sunday went without a hitch. I had a wonderful time. I switched over to the faster tires, which are the Nanking CR1s. Drop two seconds with those. Yeah, I Nanking dropped two what? seconds. CR1s, okay, which are from Ren Scott. Yes, Automotive. Ren Scott does have tires. Yes, Lots and this is when I think you should uh, segue into your usual Ren Scott and Garage 42, I wouldn't say sales pitch, just helping a friend out sort of thing. Well, it just so happens that our friend David <laughs> has two beautiful companies, Garage 42 and <laughs> Ren Scott, LLC. Garage 42, of course, is where my M5 and currently 911, actually right now my M3 and 911 live there, in a beautifully secure climate-controlled environment with a bunch of other cars, including the Bentley Azure that I just spent a couple months with. There's a lot of nice stuff up there. Yes. I will will not say what's in there, but it's a very nice Fort Knox for automobiles. It is. My 911 lives directly below a Ford GT right now. Oh, and jealous. And then Renscott. Renscott, for the most part, is doing um, custom machining, but they happen to have a lot of wild products, including uh, phone mounts from Renline. And now Nankang. They have Nankang tires. They have so many Nankang tires. So many. It's like All different sizes. tire heaven. Anything you Oh, need. my God. If, if I had the money. And that's when it died. That's when it died. So... That's where we're at for part one. We'll come back and start talking about their experiences at other racetracks and how it's going with the car after being abused and trailered all around this fair country. Thank you so much for supporting the channel and the podcast by watching, listening, liking, commenting, subscribing, and of course to the Patreon supporters for contributing, whether it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. I mean, you could donate $150 a month if you'd like, but no, really every little bit counts to help keep this alive. And as I'm learning, I am going to burn through a lot of faulty SD cards. Don't forget to respect the drive and I'll see you in the next one.